ever since I won an Academy Award for the Best Black Canadian Sci-Fi Anthology Series Podcast, my life has never been the same. My personal life turned public. I can't even eat at a restaurant without somebody calling my name. Hey, is that York? Avoiding the paparazzi is nearly impossible, since they camp outside of my door for a photo. Olga, my personal female Russian bodyguard, karate chopped a reporter in the windpipe for getting too close to my wife. My recording studio is in an undisclosed location, and my social media presence is regulated and encrypted. I guess that's the price you pay for being famous. I went from coach to first-class status and took a flight to Tahiti. I I can't stand wearing this mask. Wait, wait, what's that? Employees and customers may choose whether they would like to wear a mask. We encourage you. I'm currently drinking champagne out of a wooden straw and dipping my toes in the ocean as I'm writing season five of the podcast. Before I play the behind scenes episode, please tell a friend about Poetic Earthlings. They may have already heard of it since it's an award winning show, right? You know, Academy Award and everything. But just in case they didn't hear about it yet, please let them know to subscribe and, and follow the show. Just one moment. Olga, some more champagne. That's it. All right, then. Here's the show. Have your boarding passes ready. Take a seat by the window and recline your chair. The mothership is about to take flight. We will go behind the scenes of the Poetic Earthlings podcast and discover the creative process at work. Each show is unscripted candid and will equip you with the resources you need to be a creative earthling. Say goodbye to your conventional way of thinking and your three-dimensional reality. Here is your captain, York Campbell. I was all excited. My favorite tech show was about to start. You know, have you had one of those uh, shows on the radio or even a show on TV if you're not a, a podcast or a radio fan like myself? And you can't wait to watch that show. I remember back in the days when when there was no PVRs. That's what we call it here in Canada, PVRs. Uh, in the States, they call it something else. I forgot what they, what they called over there. But, you know, with the, with the PVR, you could... You could program your shows. You could record everything. Well, I remember way back before those days, when you had a certain show, you had to wait for that show. There was no PVRs back then. Even before then, have you heard of the VHS player? I remember when that was even even a thing. So you couldn't even record the shows. So I had my favorite shows. I had Wonder Woman. And this is your golden lasso. Beside being made of an indestructible material, it also carries with it the power to compel people to tell the truth. 
the Incredible Hulk. Dr. David Banner, physician, scientist, searching for a way to tap into the hidden strengths that all humans have. Then an accidental overdose of gamma radiation interacts with his unique body. Knight Rider. I know I'm kind of dating myself here. But these were the shows of my youth. A shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. We couldn't wait. My brother and I and friends, we just, we couldn't wait for that show. Sometimes it will arrive on a Tuesday or on a Friday and we'll get super excited. And again, we had to be there. There was no, there's no on demand. If you missed the A-team with B.A. Baracus, which is Mr. T, and if you missed Happy Days and all those shows, and that's it, you missed it. You missed the cliffhanger, so you had to be there for it. You know, today is so much different. Everything is automated. Everything is online. If you missed the show, not a big deal. You could always catch it again. So that brings me back to my earlier point. I was waiting for my favorite show. Actually, it's a podcast. It's a tech podcast. Really good one. The host is incredible. I listened to it, and for half of the episode, it had nothing to do with technology. It had nothing to do with the latest smartphone, with the latest home gadget, or anything of that sort. Half of the show was about politics. Now, if you are a political fan, you'll probably say, yeah, wow, politics, I'm all in. I listen to politics, I watch politics, but this show, as it's labeled, is a technology show. It's for geeks. I mean, to put it bluntly, it's for geeks that are into cell phone technology. That's what it primarily is for. I wasn't prepared to listen to politics. Even if the politics that he was talking about, I agreed with. Unfortunately, the politics that he was expounding on, I disagreed. I disagreed with his politics. He ran a danger of not only alienating myself, but half of his listener audience. Because I'm sure that half of those people of his listening audience tuned out. I was one of them. I mean, I kept on listening. I even fast-forwarded it. I'm thinking, okay, he's probably going to get off this political train. So I fast-forward the episode a little bit. Now he's still on that. Then I fast-forward again. No, no, he's, he's still doing that. He's still on the political topic. Eventually, I stopped listening to his show. Right, I give it another try. I, I'm one of those people, you know, if I get bit once, I, I, I go back in and, and I listen. So I listened to another one of his shows. And half of the show, it seemed like half of it, was all about sports. I am not a sports fan. You probably are. Are you a sports fan? A lot of people are, but you, if you were to sit down and you want to listen to your favorite show and your favorite show has nothing to do with sports, you're not in the mood for that. I was not in the mood. I'll give you another example. I'm a huge hip-hop fan. I've always been. In fact, I used to write rap songs back in the day. 
But there is a particular artist, this singer. She has an incredible voice. Incredible voice. When you look at her, you're not thinking hip-hop at all. But then she brought out a song. And I wasn't in the mood. I was, I was listening to her because I wanted to hear a beautiful operatic voice. That's what I wanted to hear. So I bought her stuff to hear what I'd been hearing from before. But then I turned it on and it was, there was some hip-hop involved in it. I'm like, what is she doing? It kind of turned me off. It, it, not because I'm not a hip-hop fan, but I wasn't in the right frame of mind to listen to it. So I guess here's my point. You have to be in the right frame of mind to listen to anything. If, if you were to sit down and watch your favorite TV show, let's pick on TV shows for now because you know most people are, are into TV shows or Netflix. And if you were to turn on the Netflix on one of your favorite shows and then they veer off topic completely, it's kind of offensive. It is kind of offensive because you were excited about what they have to offer, but now it just totally put you off. My point is this. When we're creating things for our audience, there's a level of, of expectation. Expectation is, is ingrained. They, you're known for something. When you're writing your story, your book, you're known for a particular thing. When you're online tweeting or, or Facebooking or what have you, you're known for certain material, certain content. It's up to you to deliver that on a consistent basis. If you're not going to deliver that, if you're doing something else and you're not communicating to the audience a shift in tone, you're definitely going to lose them. I put out an episode a while back called Political Hot Potato. As you know, Poetic Earthlings is not a political show. Sometimes I talk about politics here and there, but it's not for you to join my politics or for me to destroy or try to attack your political views. And I was careful. When I, when I wrote before I put it on the air, I didn't want people to think, well, I'm all, I'm all on board for this party or I'm a totally against this party. No, it's not like that at all. We have to be careful. We have to make sure you know, that we know our audience. We know what they expect of us and we have to deliver that thing that doesn't mean that you're going to put yourself in a little in a little box in a, in a prison it doesn't mean that you it's good though it's good to have things in your show if you're a podcaster or things that you're writing about it's good to have guardrails set up things that you will do and things that you will not do lines that you will not cross some people think that creative freedom is the best thing. There shouldn't be any borders. There shouldn't be any guardrails. You should be free as a bird to create your, your own stuff. That's not true. Constraints. When you're under a level of constraints, when there's things that you will not violate, when there is a pattern that you have to be, that you have to swim in, Within that constraints creates creativity. If you're just left up to your own devices and you could just do whatever you want to do, that's not total freedom. It's not at all. I mean, 
Have you had one of those days before where you're off work and you're by yourself in the house? If you have a husband or a wife or significant other, they're not there, the children are not there, and you have the whole place to yourself. And then you say to yourself, wow, I have all this time on my hand. I'm going to write. I'm going to draw. I'm going to paint. I'm going to express myself in poetry and song. And then eight, nine hours go by and you haven't written, you haven't produced a single thing. Why is that? Well, there's no constraints. There's no hedges. There's no barriers. So we have to be careful of what we, what we wish for. We, we really do. So constraints are very important to the creative, for your creative space. And also back to my other point about focus as well. So remember that your audience expects things of you and you need to deliver. If you don't deliver, they're going to go the other way. If there is a change of tone in what you're producing, then you have to be very clear with that from the beginning. For myself, with Poetic Earthlings, if it's going to be a political show, then I can't just all of a sudden make it a political show. So, so next week you listen to it, and then it's all about Canadian politics or the U.S. politics. That would just totally drive you crazy, right? So I have to warn you ahead of time. I have to say, okay, the show is going to change. I'm going to talk about political things from now on. There has to be some signs. And then what's going to happen is you're going to lose audience. It's just naturally that you will. But at least they will, will respect you. They'll say, well, at least he told me ahead of time. But then you're trying to find a new audience. But don't flip the script. Don't surprise them. They don't want to be surprised in that way. Another thing that I, that I noticed, I probably touched on this before. When I'm on Twitter, I have people, they, they send me requests to, for, to follow me. And I, I look at their material and on their bio, their bio sometimes, some, some bios are really off-putting. They say, this is my politics. If you disagree with my politics, then you are an idiot. Pretty much that's what some of them say in their bio. Even more explicit than that, I don't want to get explicit here on this show. And so when I read this, because I, I read a couple of these, I looked at their bio. And even if I was for their political views, even if I was on their political party, their platform, I'll still find it offensive. You're to tell me that if I don't share your view, then I'm a moron, an idiot. And then you have other people, and rather than just saying the stuff that they like, they, they talk about, in, in strong definitions, their worldview. And if you are not of their worldview, then you may not follow them. I tend to follow everyone. That's me. That's me. I follow a lot of different people. I follow people with political ideas that are just night and day difference from me. Why do I do this? Because I want to learn. I always want to learn what's on the other. I always want to learn what's on people's minds, what's on their hearts. But not everyone's like me. 
you may be different. You may want to stick to the things that you already know about. So what does this have to do with being creative? I think what it has to do with it is that you have to, you have to be focused. Really be focused on your audience members, what they're looking for, what they expect of you. You have to remember that politics, a lot of times, it just it burns things down. Not all politicians are bad. I don't like that idea. I don't like when somebody says, well, all politicians are awful. They're not. It's like saying, well, all teachers are awful. Well, all technicians are awful. Generalization is dangerous. Don't get me wrong. Not all politics is bad. It doesn't destroy every single thing, but it could be a distraction. For myself, I'm a political junkie. There's tons of different podcasts that I listen to. Liberals, conservatives, all different podcasts. And I watch the news continuously to hear different sides of the debates. Recently, though, I stopped. I did. I had enough of it. It was cramping my style. It was setting up certain people to be the enemy. So whenever I see their faces, these certain politicians in Canada, and I guess south of the border as well, I automatically, my, my defenses went up, and I was on the attack. It wasn't good for my soul. It took so much energy away from my books, from my podcast. Because you only have a certain amount of time of the day. You don't have an infinite amount of time. You have to be very selective of what you're going to consume. And I wasn't being very selective. One podcast after another, one news report, one YouTube video after another of negativity. On the news, it's a lot of negativity. And it could invade your soul. It could turn you into a freak of nature and not in a good way. So I I made a decision. I don't think it was a New Year's resolution. It probably was. But I made a decision to turn off all that political stuff. Um, My mind needs a break. As, As you know, wherever country you're in, I'm in Canada. It's not as messed up as the States is with their politics. But Canada also has things that are not very promising. And all of that bad news could just could really trickle into your creative flow. It could take you out of the zone. We need to be in that zone as creative people. So I stopped listening to politics. And it's, it's been a couple of days now. I stopped. It's been a couple of days that I turned off the news. I went into my, into my bubble, into my happy place. And it feels good. So if you are allowing the political situations in your own country to get under your skin, my advice to you is to turn it off, is to stop listening to it. You're going to notice something amazing. Once you make a decision to, to turn off that stuff, to, or at least to minimize it, it's going to give you more energy to do the things that you were designed to do. It's given me more energy. So that's my advice to you. Turn off the distractions. Be razor sharp focused. Put your best work forward.
that's it for me. Thank you for listening to The Mothership, south of the 49th parallel. Parallel.